This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 25th of March. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Laura Cook. Ukraine's president addresses world leaders as they discuss their response to the conflict with Russia. If it had been preventive, Russia would not start a war. And a humanitarian truce reached in Ethiopia's Tigray region. People are starving to death. The Times Daily World Briefing. We begin with the extraordinary meetings in Brussels that took place yesterday. NATO leaders from around the world met to discuss Russia's invasion of Ukraine and what could happen next. In a war that's been described by NATO's Secretary General as the biggest threat to our security in a generation. The US president said the alliance was never more united as more troops were committed to member states closest to the conflict. As Joe Biden announced new sanctions too on more than 400 individual and entities that fuel the Russian war machine, he stated that NATO would respond to any chemical weapon used by Vladimir Putin, but was vague on the details. We would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. NATO's chief, Jens Stoltenberg, meanwhile, said there's a risk such an attack will have a direct effect on people living in NATO countries. Sviatoslav Yurasha has told Times Radio he hopes that NATO leaders will stand by their pledge. As far as the chemical attacks are concerned, this certainly changes the nature of the conflict. So I hope that the America makes this real red line unlike the Syrian red line, and uh, does respond in a way that changes the equation. This comes as the Times of London reports there's a struggle between leaders about what exactly the alliance should be providing. It states UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson wants to supply tanks, but the French President Emmanuel Macron does not. Jamie Shea, the former Deputy Assistant Secretary-General for Emerging Security Challenges at NATO, has been speaking to Times Radio. It's very much up to uh, individual uh, allies what they supply. But but NATO, yes, is treading this thin line between giving assistance which is good enough and effective enough to really keep the Ukrainians in the fight, but not the kind of things which obviously make NATO a co a co-belligerent. But I, I think they will agree on that. I mean, I haven't seen any NATO leader, neither Macron nor Biden or Boris Johnson, who argues that NATO should become directly involved against Russia in the war in Ukraine. Addressing the European leaders who met, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said Russian forces would not stop at Ukraine and that Eastern European countries, such as Poland, are a potential target. He thanked European leaders for their support, but suggested they had acted too slowly against Russia. You have imposed sanctions. We are grateful. These are strong steps. But it was a little late because if it had been preventive, Russia would not start a war. He also called for military assistance, better air defences and for Ukraine to be allowed to join the EU in the future. Well, aside from the threat of chemical weapons, a big immediate concern for Ukraine is Russia's aviation cruise missiles and bombs. These are the things that have destroyed the likes of Mariupol, Kharkiv and Sumy. Despite this, the Ministry of Defence has issued an intelligence update saying Ukrainian forces have retaken towns and defensive positions around the capital, Kyiv. Melanie Podolyak is a political commentator based in Lviv and told Times Radio Ukraine's fighter pilots have been doing an incredible job to protect the country's citizens. 
I have been amazed by the sheer, you know, t- the technique and the work has been has been extremely effective. But still, we we are fighting one of the largest militaries in the world. We are not that big of a country. We've shown some good results, but still. As Mariupol is relentlessly shelled and deals with the aftermath of attacks, it's reported some residents have escaped. But to Russia, Ukraine's foreign ministry claims that 6,000 people have not escaped but been forcibly deported or taken as hostage. Twins Hannah and Anastasia were able to escape to another safer part of Ukraine and Anastasia spoke to Times Radio about being cut off from the world in Mariupol. We didn't know if the world is aware of the situation because we didn't have any connection and we thought that maybe if no one is safe comes to save us, maybe the world just doesn't know about the situation. Um, that's how we saw it and we didn't know maybe it was all around Ukraine like that that's why no one is coming for us maybe everybody in Ukraine is in that situation so they don't have time or enough resources to come to for Mariupol the United Nations has confirmed 36 cases of civilians being abducted with families often denied information from Russia about the fate of those captured An immediate unilateral truce. The Ethiopian government has announced a ceasefire, saying it will allow aid to flow into Tigray. War broke out between Tigray's rulers, the Tigray People's Liberation Front, the TPLF, and the central government 16 months ago. Since then, thousands of civilians have been killed and millions displaced. The United Nations and World Health Organization say food aid is vital. WHO Director-General Dr Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus said much more is needed. So far, only 4% of the needs for health supplies have been delivered to Tigray. That is insignificant. The region has been under siege for almost 500 days with dire shortages of fuel and food. People are starving to death. Actually, giving them food is more important than medicine. While the news has been welcomed across the world, it isn't clear how the move would be enforced on the battlefield, with reports of convoys being attacked and looted. The UN's humanitarian arm, OCA, said the aid effort is hampered by a lack of funds, supplies and partners. The Ethiopian government said it hoped the truce would pave the way for resolution of the conflict without further bloodshed. On the way, Donald Trump sues his 2016 election opposition and for the second time, Italy has missed out on a place in the World Cup. The Times Daily World Briefing. reported about its successful launch on yesterday's podcast and now video footage of North Korea's monster missile has been released. Analysts have described the Hwasong-17 as the largest liquid-fueled missile ever launched by any country from a road mobile launcher. In the video shown on state-run television, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un was seen with the missile before onboard cameras documented takeoff. 
The test marks a dramatic end to a self-imposed moratorium on long-range testing and poses a new national security headache for the US President Joe Biden as he responds to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It is a major step in the North's development of weapons that might be able to deliver nuclear warheads anywhere in the United States. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki called the launch a brazen violation of multiple UN Security Council resolutions, adding that it needlessly raises tensions. Moving over to the United States now, where former President Donald Trump is suing his 2016 election rival Hillary Clinton, accusing her of trying to rig that election by tying his campaign to Russia. The lawsuit covers a long list of grievances and alleges racketeering and a conspiracy to commit injurious falsehood, among other claims. Russia's alleged election interference, which Moscow denies, sparked a two-year-long US investigation headed by special counsel Robert Mueller. In 2019, Mueller released an exhaustive report that detailed numerous links between the Russian government and the Trump campaign – but didn't charge any Trump associate with a criminal conspiracy. The suit is seeking compensatory and punitive damages known to be in excess of $24 million. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. There's been yet another blow for one team in international football. Here's John Jackson with the latest. It was a case of deja vu for Italy on Thursday evening as they missed out on their second World Cup in succession. But while in 2018 they lost to strong opponents in Sweden, this time around they were embarrassed by the 67th best team in the world, North Macedonia. Striker Alexander Tchaikovsky scored in added time at the end of the game in Palermo to take his nation through to the World Cup playoff final and cement his name in the country's history. Roberto Mancini's Italy side had 32 efforts on goal in the match but somehow fell short with North Macedonia going on to play Portugal in the playoff final next week for a place at the Qatar World Cup later this year. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Friday the 25th of March. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. 